This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you um, about the good qualities, the good qualities of an individual. Now, generally speaking, we adopt the qualities that are impacted upon us through our childhood within society. I mean, we see that uh, certain societies put bones in their ears or lips, and the children adopt it. There are uh, many societies where types of education, uh, types of likes and prejudices are impacted upon the children. They already hate these guys or those guys or this sort of thing. Uh, we see religious beliefs instilled. Uh, in the Western countries, meat-eating is a standard that's impacted on all the youth. When, you know, it's... When they become older, they realize, women, I haven't made the choice here. And this is true of many of the things that we're talking about, that the children adopt it because it's given to them as natural or normal. And they thereby uh, imbibe these ideas from the adults, and they then in apply them onto their lives and enact out those principles. So we see in different societies that they approve of this, and in another society they disapprove of that. So this goes on and on and on and on. But we're talking about the qualities of a human. We're not talking about um, these cultural issues. Because in all of the cultures, we're all supposed to be taught the basic human qualities, the divine qualities, actually. We should be truthful. Uh, we should be peaceful. We should be clean. Uh, we should be equitable to all people. We should be self-satisfied. We should be surrendered to God. We should be without hankerings and unnecessary desires. We should be simple. We should be prideless, humble, grave, sympathetic to others, friendly, poetic. These are all qualities that irrespective of your social structure, status, or training, you should be to be a human. These are the good qualities that should be developed in all people. Just like the golden rule, do unto others as you want others to do unto you. And this crosses all cultural bounds. This is simply how to interact with another living being. And this is what we are supposed to be focusing on. If we get the things that we're supposed to focus on in place, all of the cultural things will work themselves out because we're tolerant. You have the culture that we eat this product and they have the culture you don't never eat that product. Some people have the culture where you eat this animal and other people have the culture you'd never do that. I think some, of the, some two of the examples there that are most uh, prevalent is in one culture in the East, they eat dogs and cats. In the West, no one would dream of it. Uh, in other cultures, they eat guinea pigs. And in another culture uh, of the planet, they're pets. <laughs> so you see how these things cross up and interact. And it's possible for us to still get along and be 
in possession of these good qualities, which controls our behavior. Now, these other traditions and beliefs, we instill, our, in them, instill them into our activities and our behavior. But the root of them has to be the same for all of the different cultural concepts. Everybody has to be truthful. Everybody has to be compassionate, friendly, helpful. These words we're talking about, these qualities we're describing today. So our responsibility is to develop those qualities. And one of the qualities that we're supposed to develop has given in the Vedic literature, I'm quoting these for you here, is one has to be attached to God. One has to develop love of God. He has to understand that he is a servant of God. God is the complete, unlimited, omnipotent, completely beyond our understanding calculations. His potencies are so unbelievably vast. There's no way that we're going to tell him what to do. It's the other way around. So we have to be obedient servants. I mean, if you're a servant, I don't care. You take a job, you go, you work in a restaurant, you're a servant. Serve the meals. Your whole intent, for the employer's sake, for the customer's sake, for the reputation of the establishment, you're to be a good servant. You're supposed to see to the needs of those who are either above you as authority or those you are serving as guests. And you're supposed to make it a congenial situation. You're supposed to render your service to the best of your ability. You're supposed to be clean and polite and careful in your service and duties. That's a servant. Well, that mentality has to be brought into God consciousness. You're supposed to use your free will and your abilities and use them to satisfy the Lord. Because he is the supreme omnipotent personality and we are just living entities with limited potencies and understanding. So the Vedic literature here is giving you an understanding of how you can pre uh, prepare yourself, develop yourself, to be recognized as a servant, even by the unlimited personality of Godhead. And this is by developing these good qualities. And as I said a moment ago, the ideas behind uh, the golden rule uh, behind commandments, behind uh, do's and don'ts in different religious scriptures, is all to bring you up out of a misconception you may have gotten from the cultural level and raise you above those limitations and put you on a platform where you recognize that you're a servant and you should be the best servant you could be. Now, you may serve in a unique capacity. You may have skills or you may have an approach or an assignment that is totally unique to you and your abilities. But in that capacity, you're supposed to do the very best you can in being a good servant. So the Vedic literature says that when one realizes he is a servant of God, he's supposed to do that service selflessly. It's not a bargaining. It's not like an employer. An employer, you render service, they pay you accordingly. It's not like that with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because the Lord is already providing you with a planet to live on. The body that's suitable to the atmosphere and environment of that planet. The resources, foodstuffs, the air, the water, the food, the gravity. All of the things that are required for you to live uh, a tolerable, normal 
manageable life are provided by the supreme personality of Godhead, including the ability to be educated and to develop spiritual life and spiritual consciousness. All of these things, social structure, a legal system, a whole variety of these things that we see as a social basis and structure is provided by the Supreme Lord. So you're already on the back foot. You already owe God more than he owes you. So if he comes forward and says, I'd like you to do some simple service for me, Obviously, you go, ah, an opportunity to more or less please him and show my gratitude for what he has already and is continually doing for me. So this concept, this perspective is healthy. But we live in a society that's godless. They go, oh, let's just deny that there's God, even though all these facilities are here and provided for us. Let's deny that he's there or that he's aware of what we're doing or that he is the omnipotent personality or omnipresent personality. Let's deny all that and be really lousy to each other. And we won't be held responsible. Now, that is a uh, mental concoction, and it's become prevalent. It was a mental concoction in the mind of the rebellious, in the mind of the evil in the mind of the selfish, uh, the psychopathic, etc., etc., Those people have this mentality. But they have uh, systematically developed control over the human society, and they're instilling these mentalities, concepts, into everything in our lives. Our legal system isn't for crap anymore. You can't get a fair trial. You have the problems in, in uh, re relationships, uh, even if you're dependent on the state for welfare, you get all sorts of nonsense coming on to you there. The television set, the radios, the magazines, it's all full of argument. It's all full of gossip. It's all full of uh, cheating, deception. You have no idea if the information you're reading in these magazines is true. They don't give you any edited credits. They don't tell you, oh, I got this information from here. Or we know this source is honest. Or we verified this with so-and-so. No, never done is you just take it that it's true. And many, many times we see uh, republished corrections in books, magazines, etc., etc., because they got caught out. They said something about someone which was totally wrong, and that person complained and forced them to write it. But there's thousands of things that you can't get corrected. But it enters into your mind. It enters into your perspective where you evaluate what is right and what is wrong and how to act and develop your performance. And what we're getting is we're uh, getting trained to think, I am the Lord. I am the one that everyone should serve. I am the one who everyone should follow. I am in control. And this is called illness. This is when someone is called ill, sick. This is a mental illness. Because there's no way you're in control. You can't control much at all. Let alone control the welfare, the will, the activities, etc. of others. So they try to do it with laws and restrictions. They try to do it with misinformation, limited information, uh, uh, disinformation. Such that you will build your perspectives on information you believe to be true, and it's not. And the root of that disinformation is 
that God is in control and God can see and knows everything you are doing. They talk about the surveillance state. That's because they're trying to be like God. God isn't misusing the information. He's not trying to put one over on you. He gave you your independence to begin with. He doesn't need to take it away. But the people who are godless, they want to have the control that God already has. And so they develop a, a, a surveillance state. They watch everything. They try to control everything. The people don't even understand any longer how much they're under control. There are people that get totally upset. They're they're afraid. They're actually scared to cross over a line painted on the road. They get angry if you aren't on the correct side of the line. The same thing if you go in a store. If you don't queue up in accordance with the social laws, they get angry. They are so controlled, they're so trained to follow a little methodology that they have been trained. And it's true now, all of the things that are going on in who is a good government, who is a bad government, who is on our side or their side, who should be listened to or who shouldn't, what is the theory there, what is the truth, what is a conspiracy theory, all of this stuff is so blurred on purpose so you don't know that the people who are ruling you and trying to rule the planet are godless. They're trying to replace God with themselves. And they're trying to show that and do that to you through physical control over your life. They're putting chips in the toasters. They're putting cameras in the TVs and listening devices in everything. Every computer that has a camera or a microphone can be heard from the other side now. There's no restriction any longer. Everyone can be listened in on. And they are. They have massive computer storage capabilities and massive retrieval, massive recording, unbelievable scale. And if you think that's not enough, they're watching anybody and recording everything that's going on on the planet through satellite cameras. They can play it back. They have, I don't know, weeks and weeks and weeks that they have it recorded for the entire planet. And they're able to recall anything that's going on and observing what's happening and zoom into this or zoom into that. Total surveillance concept so that they're playing God in your life. If you were a criminal, you couldn't get away with anything unless they want you to. They let you. And then if they let you do something wrong, then they catch you and they say, see, we know everything. See, we, we found this person who wasn't real. So all of these misconceptions are brought about by beings who want to try to replace the Lord's potencies. And they don't realize that they are still under the potencies of the Lord and all their plans will be frustrated. There's no possibility of their plans coming to fruition. It's a historic event. Over and over and over. We've seen complete societies disappear. Because the whole society becomes so godless and so critical and so inhumane that the Lord just has the whole thing self-destruct. It comes to the point where there isn't good guys and bad guys. It's all bad guys. It's just of varying degrees. And we see that happening on our planet. The television is making everybody the same. And the good qualities we're talking about today are dissolving. The people don't care about developing these good qualities. Pridelessness. One is not arrogant. That's not happening. It's going the other way. You see kids that are just out of diapers going around arrogant, cocky, abusing people, bad mouth, smart mouth, dirty mouth. 
starting at a very young age. They have no respect for uh, the learning or the older people or the the uh, teachers, anyone who's supposedly in position of authority. They have no respect whatsoever. They are so arrogant among themselves. So we can see in society the symptoms of the misconception that you can get away with things and that you have no responsibility to God and you're not a servant of God. And everybody has the same conclusion about it. We see people all over the place going, oh my God, what is the world coming to? Well, why do they have that foreboding perspective? Because they know, they can see, they can sense, they have experience. The activities that the humans are engaging in does not produce a good result. Because they're not using the good qualities of their character. They're not developing the higher levels in consciousness of an enlightened being. They're becoming more and more godless and more and more animalistic. And that's not prescribed in any scriptural perspective of what is a human. A human has to be compassionate. It has to be intelligent. It has to be truthful. It has to be trained, educated. You have to be peaceful and self-controlled. You have to be mild and artistic and poetic and patient, tolerant. These qualities is what makes you human. Everybody, anybody can have two, two eyes, two arms, two hands, two legs, and ability to hear and talk. Anybody can have that, but it doesn't make you human. These people are animals, less than animals, in human form. But the human form is actually the great opportunity whereby you can become full of the divine qualities and qualify as a realized servant and act for the satisfaction of the Lord and receive the highest benediction, the highest achievement possible. In the human form of life, we can understand how we got here and why we're here and what is transmigration of the soul. We can understand the temporary nature of the material manifestation and the temporary nature of all the material bodies. We have a society that is training you. You are the body. They're filling the gyms. There is more gyms than there are service stations. And all these gyms are, are people that think, if I keep my body fit and healthy, I will live longer and I will be a perfect person. I, I can then exhibit the best I am. And this is total foolishness. You should keep your body in good nick so you become, so it's qualified for you to become a good servant. It's there. Good facility, resources for rendering service of many types. But you are not the body. And you can never make the body last forever. It's not possible. It's not made of materials meant to last forever. The materials of the material body deteriorate. That's all there is to it. Nothing changes that. It doesn't matter if you're a baby or you're an old man. The cellular structure is constantly on a transitional changeover and degradation. Even when the body grows, it's still giving off a whole series of dead cells all the time. So throughout the life, the body is temporarily being animated by your presence in the body. And it's providing you opportunities to move about and do activities. And the consciousness should be such that you recognize the right activities are devotional service to the Lord. The right activities is not arrogant selfishness at the cost of others. That has nothing to do with right. 
This is arrogance. This is godlessness. And these qualities do not lead to realization. They lead to animal birth. When this body is finished, you didn't make use of a human form of life to achieve the divine qualities, so there's no reason for you to have a human form again. You could take a bug form. And you can live like an arrogant wasp. You can take an animal form. All sorts of other forms. Go live in the sea. Be a fish. There's so many different forms of bodies that the living entities can take. And it's a matter of how well they use the one they've got to determine what is the next one they get. But coming to the human form is the topmost planet. So it should be used correctly, should be respected for what the opportunity it provides. And that's not happening. The human form of life is being used for sex and drugs. It's being used for arrogant selfishness. It's being used to destroy the natural resources that other people need. Contamination of food and water and air. Cheating propensities. Cheating in business. Cheating in banking. Cheating in media, information, cheating in the schools, the education, and the syllabus, all full of cheating. So you don't get good credits for being a cheater. You don't get guarantee that you will get a human form of life after the end of this human form of life. It's up to your work. And look at the quality of the work. Look at the quality of the society. Anyone who's older, that's, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, they look back and see it was better before. They see that the education system, the social structure, the social attitude, all we have is we have newer stuff. We have these little pocket phones. We have these devices. We have these electronics. We have these miniaturizations. We have computers. We have all these things, but the quality of the people is not better. The quality of the education is much worse. The quality of humanity. We sit in this particular country, Western world countries, and we don't see the big problem. But if you look at the other part of the planet where there's uh, three billion people who live on a dollar a day or less, it makes you take a different perspective on the value and the situation of life. In the West, people don't see so much problem. And this is just uh, mind control. The media is telling you the whole, making you think, I should say, making you think that the world, the whole world is like your life. Everybody's living like you are. And you're in competition for resources with them. You're looking for your 15 minutes of fame. You're looking to get the top of the heap. You want to be the controller. When no one is the controller. Everyone, every human being is a servant. They are created. We are all created as servants. But we're not being trained to be servants, that we are servants. And therefore, we're not trying to achieve something that is of significant importance. And therefore, the whole world is a mess. And anyone who has some intelligence and has some training and has some realization as to their true nature and their true responsibility, they go, oh, my God, what is happening to the world? The world is being misinformed and miseducated. That's what's happening. And it's leading to chaos. I was uh, looking at a couple of articles that came by due to a friend of mine. And it was talking about the art of strategy and how it's being used on the planet now. 
that the uh, different forces, the NATO forces, the Chinese, the Russian, the European, the blah, 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 on and on and on, they're strategically placing and maneuvering all over the planet in preparation for confrontation. They're not concerned about your health. They're not concerned about your life. They're not concerned about the getting petrol to you or power to your house. They're not concerned about anything of that variety. They're not concerned how well your kids are doing or educated. They don't care any of that. They're looking to kill, murder hundreds of thousands of people. Since World War II, 90% of the uh, casualties of war have been citizens, civilians, and a third of them children. The nature of war now is not like go to the battlefield and fight. The nature of war is to fight in your town, displace you, destroy you, your land, your animals, your homes, your possessions, your, your life, your job, everything. And just because they're not doing it in your life, you're not noticing very much how tragic the world is being forced into a godless uh, life and perspective of fighting, argument, arrogance, and they're building all these weapons to make sure that not many people are going to survive all this. But you're not concerned because you can go to the cafe and have coffee on the side of the road and do what you want to do in your day. So these things are the manipulative side. You're being made to look at how little you've got that's good and not notice how much tragedy is being caused by the governments of supposedly of the free world. And they're aggressive. And we're causing all sorts of problems. The, all of the things on the news, 80% of them are lies. It's very simple to see once you break out of the mental conception they have trained you that. Once you get out of it, as soon as you look back, you go, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my God, they told us this, but that's not true. It's like the Truman Show. Truman thought his little world was the world until he finally got out. And then he realized, oh, it was all staged for my benefit. And that is the situation. This is all staged for your non-benefit, for their benefit as rulers and controllers, to replace God rather than teach you how to love God. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.